Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with you. This is what I am. My doja kosher game over, soldier, I'm coolin', be on the sofa Niggas is posers and I'm the sculpture Don't mean it as soldier, but fuck the vultures, I Feel them the dopeness and proper dosage, I Crank up the focus to get it amplified Feel it's in the ceiling, but still it's some bigger fish to fry Designed to recline and sift the chateau Plotting on the bronze behind with a banging natural Well, do it right! Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. Uh, I'm your host, Travis Bryant. And uh, hopefully you can hear me because my, my laptop did a major Windows thing last night. And it's been acting like a bitch. And then I just put my headset in. It's like setting up Logitech. Like, you set up? Y'all can hear me. Again, I'm Travis Bryant. With me, as always, my main man, Cameron Hawkins. Cameron, what's happening? What's going on, man? Okay, good. Uh, everything's good. Um, I'm, obviously, you can hear me and I sound fine? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay, okay. Stupid notifications. Got me all shook. Um, yeah, I've got this Becky Lynch 24... Uh, on in the background, and I, ha- I haven't seen it, and man, like, it was just like a year ago, year and a half, like her kind of like slow, organic rise to the top of the card, but boy, mm-hmm. was it really, really awesome, and now she's standing in the ring with a black eye, giving up her Survivor Series match about to pick, just, yeah, this was all... You know, it was happenstance, but it was all so good. It fell into something. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Very, um, it was cool to see her come up and it being something that we all kind of felt and experienced and thought was, like, you hate to say well-deserved in wrestling, mm-hmm. but, like, very much, like, you worked for this, you got over like this, the attitude you presented was like this. So it was, it was good to see it pay off. And, and yeah, just a to watch it happen naturally, I thought I thought it was really cool. And um, you know, whenever I get on with you, I'm on the wave. Like I always say, like from from that first money in the bank is really to me where all this started. And just watching her evolve from there, watching that story be told. The one really Carmella happy. one with with what's his face's help. With James Ellsworth, yeah. And then yeah. You, get, um, yeah. you know, Becky saying like I've done things the right way. And, like, you know, I, I thought that counted for something. And that's when you kind of saw the attitude start to kind of grow. And, and yeah, it was, it was really fun to see and to watch it culminate, you know, at May. It really was. Yeah, now we'll get to some, some current stuff uh, right away but or soon. But right now, you would think with the rise of Becky Lynch, with what happened in from 20. 12 to 14 with Daniel Bryan and, you know, the 7,500 years of history of pro wrestling before that, when promoters fall into something, 
to them, it's a, it's a, it's a, for lack of a better phrase, it's a godsend, right? Like, holy shit, this guy or this act that we had no intent, or he did not, we thought they were just going to be a good hand, somebody that could fill some time, and now look at them six months in, wow, we need to cultivate this, this could make us some money. That idea in WWE, you have to be, you have to be Daniel Bryan or Becky Lynch to, 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 to have that happen to you in WWE these days. Right? You just have to be so unimaginably, uh, unarguably over that they just go, ah, okay. They can't even take something that, like most promoters in history, most, you know, would see something like, oh, wait a second. Wait a, wait a second. I mean, imagine if AEW was like, <clears throat> we're, what if they just kept marginalizing, marginalizing MJF for the, you know, for the, the entire time they got the big splash to the TV. Just the the year in that time, they just, they're beating them. They're not having this promos featured, that kind of thing. He's be making a pitch in the fit. Like, this guy's great. Y'all need to put him up front and, and mm-hmm. you know, we don't, don't need to be the champ maybe, but damn, he should be a, a face of you guys' show and brand. And, um, yeah, WWE, man, you would think with Becky Lynch and Daniel Bryan, they would take something. Like, you would think Chad Gable would be a legit star by now. That they would have heard something, felt something in that crowd, and gone, wait, 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 we got something here. Let's let's cultivate this. Again, you don't got to push people to the top. Just protect them a little bit. You know, make sure they're uh, positioned well, and, you know, a year later you have a legit star. Now we're, where are we with Chad Gable? He's, no, he's a nobody. He's 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 less of an anybody than he was two years ago when he was still a nobody with Jason Jordan when he was just a promising act. He's less than that now. So yeah, okay. that uh, this Becky Lynch thing, yeah, this got me got me got me going. So again, it's the East Coast Cast. It's uh, it's time to talk some wrestling. Let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information so you guys can reach out and contact us. There are two ways of having your voice heard on this here show. Uh, The first way, give us a call. Get in line right now, and we will get to your call before this show is over. Hit the Constellation lines at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. The other way to have your voice heard is to drop us a voicemail. On the voicemail line, you've got three unadulterated minutes to ask questions, pose comments, rant, rave, heat praise upon us. Whatever you got, that voicemail line is there for you for you to do it. 415-787-5229 is the number. Once again, that's 415-787-5229 for the voicemail line. You can find the show uh, before that. You can uh, hit us old school on an email. Hit the email up at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. The mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Indicate if you are VIP or non-VIP or you want that email read. And right now we just got a non-VIP in, so get your emails in. East Coast. 
audio show at gmail.com. Find the show on Twitter. Uh, find us at, at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Travlord. At Seahawk, at C E E Hawk. Travis, you still there? Uh, yeah. Uh, did you not hear me talking about giving out the Twitter? I did. You seem to be cutting in out a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, I was a little distracted. Uh, uh, okay. Our good, our good pal uh, Derek Price uh, of uh, indie punk fame, Kentucky indie punk legend, rock star, <laughs> wholesome Christian man. How do you do all these things? I mean, he's just such an enigma of, of, of goodness, <laughs> Derek Price. But he's uh, he's uh, uh, doing another another full-length album with his band, Semper Vivi. So if you wanted to go donate to their Indiegogo, you get a load of cool perks. I got all kinds of T-shirts and CDs and stuff from uh, supporting these guys over the years. Uh, SemperVV.com slash go-go if you would like to support. That's SemperVV, S-E-M-P-E-R-V-I-V-I. SemperVV.com slash go-go. Yeah, help these guys out. They make good music. They're certainly good human beings. So, um, all right. Um, so, yeah, so... At East Coast Cast, at Travlord, at Seahawk, the last bastion of Get Addicts. Find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page. That's facebook.com slash PWTorch, East Coast Cast. Uh, check us out. Like the page. Tag your wrestling pals uh, uh, on on the uh, on your when you share it on your timeline. Get the conversation and the, the word spread. So, Cameron, where are we going to start today? Headlines. What's the biggest story coming out of the last week of uh, TV? I think uh, probably the uh, the visual. I think of of Brock beating down Seth Rollins. Um, that really stuck out to me on Monday Night Raw. You know, Brock really getting back to that statistic side. He even did the uh, black foot jump to the apron to show he still had it. Um, you know, I think that that's a that we've been talking about how great it would be to have. Randy and Kofi main event SummerSlam. I, I think they're trying mm-hmm. to make sure that they have the proper physical build uh, on the Universal title side. And you kind of expect that to be the main event in most cases. Um, but yeah, just the uh, the F5s and the chair shots and the F5s on the chair. Um, just that just age. The, 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 the ambulance really and the F5s. Yeah. It, it, it was a lot. On, it was... Put, it was yeah, go ahead. I was just going to put put heat on the title match. I think I think should be exactly what you want to do, and I think that was uh, kind of the the strongest focus coming out of that show. For sure, um, I, we haven't uh, you know gotten that kind of one on one you know violent beating in, in in quite some time. It was it was sustained. It was. It was a lot. It was just like, all right, there should be more to stop this. <laughs> and and they staggered it with 
the ambulance, like, okay, maybe everybody thought everything calmed down and went back to their locker rooms or the break room or the reps, <laughs> you know, locker room or whatever. But it was it was just a little – it was a little much. And I'm glad it happened. So Seth should not show up until SummerSlam. Swear to God, Seth should not show his face until SummerSlam. But he'll probably be there next week with his ribs wrapped, calling out Lesnar. As he pulling up. Last week didn't happen. But uh, we'll see. Just fine. uh, Yes, it was a hell of a bit. Burn it down, fist pump. You know. Does does that change or does that make it stay the same, the the results at at SummerSlam, that title match? Um, I don't know if it influences that. I don't know if if the story is going into it hurt. Um, I think that if they do that, that's a way for him to lose, quote-unquote, clean without, uh, you know, being demoted or being uh, made less than. So that would be interesting. Um, I mean, you you don't see beatdowns like that. You don't have them have a guy with clear internal injuries, as it were. So that's kind of a new wrinkle to what they usually do. Um, I think that would be interesting to get out of it. The mouth. Uh, yeah, he spit up a little bit of blood from his mouth. Yeah, a little bit. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I I think this solidifies that Seth isn't winning at SummerSlam. This gives him, uh, you know, some more of an out. Yeah. I guess. Call yeah. it out. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I don't know who's going to be Brock's next challenger and when that is, because I'm not even sure of the schedule, where where and when Brock would logically show up, that kind of thing. <clears throat> There's a night of champions or, a cha- you know, that kind of a show. I I, uh, I imagine Brock's going to be there, but, you know, we don't, we don't know. But I, but I do predict he, he, he retains and, Convincing fashion. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I mean, with with Seth having a clean win over him um, at, at WrestleMania, and you never knowing, you know, how long you're going to have Brock, or how long in actual time, and how long in number of appearances in a short period of time. Um, yeah, I think you know you maximize what you get out of him, and so. You know, him winning clean, but Seth going into it with some type of injury or just is not quite 100%, I think is a, is a way to get out of that without hurting a guy you plan to be around for the next 10 years. Is there, well, of course there is, but what is the, what's, what's the next thing? What's the, what's the B story of the last You know, they're on the flip side. I think... It would be, um, I think it's the WWE title. I think that they're doing a good job of telling a story on why a Randy Orton and a a Kofi Kingston would clash, you know, as far as ideals go. I think that Randy Orton is doing a good job, you know, making his case of why he didn't have it hard um, and how that is, you know, lessening not lessening Kobe Kingston, but why that makes those two different. Um, you know, it's still 
not talking about wins and losses the way that it should and why Randy Orton would have the power to influence Kobe Kingston's spot on the card. Like, I think that's still a little too meta, but I think they're doing a good job on why those two would be juxtaposed. And I think it's a great chance to continue Kofi Kingston's strong run or to give him his first real foil of substance that he has to chase down later. Yeah, I like the, the form <laughs> more or less like the, this Kofi thing to keep keep rolling that on. Until there's a formidable, fresh kind of like Randy Orton isn't fresh. Fresh for Kofi because we haven't <clears throat> seen this in a while and it's been intriguing. But Orton is champion. Orton on top of SmackDown. Do you think Randy Orton even wants that? Because he's not going to have the Lesnar schedule. He's on vacation with his wife. You know, Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton wants to, you know, come around, get it in when it's time to get it in and, and enjoy. It, it's weird to say the twilight of his career because, again, like – he still very much looks like Randy Orton. But then, like, you realize, like, is Randy Orton 43? No, no, no. He's he's my age. He's a few months older than me. He's like 39. Okay, Maybe he's, he's just turned 39. Okay. But, yeah, still touching 40 after being, like, Randy Orton was in a match at WrestleMania. Like, Randy Orton was talking to me. And Flair against Rock and Folk. And so that's, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Orton Orton, and we're talking about <laughs> Randy Orton headlining WrestleManias since, what, 21, 22? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh. he's been up there for years and years, been on the road for years and years. Had a lot of time off, but it wasn't like vacation. That was injury. So the, the miles are still very much there. So no, I don't. I don't know if he wants to be full time face of the brand for six months. I don't know. That'd be interesting to see. I don't. I hope he doesn't. Right. Please don't. Is there a? Is there a? Is there a story that should be talked about more I mean, than it ha- has been or will be? Yeah, I, mean, I feel like we have to talk about. Uh, was it Jimmy Uso? Yes. Uh, oh, I can't be oh. sure which you so both. Yes. Yeah, not to you know put a wrong name out there, but we're you know we're talking about um, fresh off of a Monday night where we kind of poke fun at the Usos DUI situation. Mm-hmm. The same week, one of them gets another one. Um, yeah. And the WWE response is the same that you know. Jimmy or Jey Uso is responsible for their own personal situation. I basically didn't happen on company time. Uh, nobody died, so we really ain't it. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you get the right lawyer, you have the right amount of money. It doesn't really affect you outside of the joke. But, um, you know, we're talking about going 100, uh, 100 miles an hour down the highway uh, and not sure where you're going. Like, that's can go wrong. And, so, and just personally, you are not the biggest fan of driving excessively fast. Absolutely not. <laughs> What's the yeah. matter with this guy? You know, and, and so it, it's it's troubling because 
it, they've never had a situation where it was like an accident or anything like that. Like, you know, God bless everybody on the road at that time, but, you know, yeah. you just hope it does not go wrong. And you're like, yo, like, it, it doesn't, I'm not saying it's WWE's job to punish them, um, but the fact that they don't seem to face any real consequences when it happens, I don't think so, benefits. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the consequences or lack of. I mean, they're, they're, boom, that happens on uh, Thursday, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, last week, and here we were, Monday, and they were on uh, right back on right in the mix. No, no. Uh, I mean, they didn't win their match, but I, I, don't, I didn't think anything happened. That yeah, but yeah, no, in, oh, in, in the title picture, and you know, punished. like it's. I mean, Jeff Hardy is literally in the same situation. You know, got uh, DUI, DWI, depending on where he was, a few weeks ago. And, you know, like, he's had these issues for decades, you know, forever. You know what I mean? So I don't think, like, I'm I'm not stating, like, oh, the Usos are are doing a thing and that WWE is handling them uniquely because they're not. This is kind of how they do it. Um, but yeah, you just like, man, you guys have dodged a lot of bullets. Um, you just don't want to see it go bad for anybody. Really don't want to see it go bad for anybody. How do you handle that if you're WWE? Do you just let, do you live by that statement of it didn't happen on a on company time? They're responsible for, if it interferes with work stuff, then we'll deal with it in that way. Kind of hands off yeah, approach. On, um, we talked on South Congress this last week about, you know, high school districts drug testing everyone that's in extracurricular activities. Um, and it's that thing where if WWE tested for alcohol, they couldn't run a show. You know, like, you go out drinking the night before, and they, and they test you at 2 o'clock. Depending on how hard you went, you didn't break any laws. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what district is doing this? Where? Uh, a bunch, a bunch of uh, high school districts do this already. Oh, like high school wow. school districts, they test um, under the guise of like extracurricular activity for drugs. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But them being under eighteen, I mean under twenty one specifically, but them being minors, they test for alcohol as well. Okay, I mean, but I don't like the whole fucking thing. Like, what? I had I had a few teachers explain to me um, liability and things like that, so I understand it. Like it was, I I agreed with you until like they kind of broke it down for me. And yeah, you're talking about putting other kids at danger and at risk depending on you know one kid. Like I don't want a 16 year old on coke playing on my defensive line. Like I, I get it. Or or help playing my tuba. Like, I I understand. But, um, but, yeah, bringing it back to WWE, if they tested everybody, at, if you had to be at the building at 1 p.m. for a show that started at 6.30, and they tested everybody for alcohol, and you were out till 3 in the morning, they can't run a show. Like, they just can't. And so I don't know if the answer is doing that or treating it like a drug suspension. Like, I don't know. I know that they should not poke fun at it on TV. At the very least, um, at the most, they should have people – I think they should consider having people take time off to 
Because, I mean, if you're on DUI, DWI 5, there's best lawyer in the world is still going to get you community service. Maybe you get it deferred for a while. I don't know, but it's like, hey, when they give you a sentence, this is how much time you have to take off to take care of it. Um, I think you have to come at somebody's money, but then you do run the risk of, oh, gosh, we're giving this guy spare time. And he doesn't have to be anywhere on the road. What's going to happen? It's, I don't know, not a drug counselor, but, but it's, it's unnerving that this has happened so many times. It's something that is very much illegal, and they seem to be not only ignoring it, but being light about it on their programming um, in the 7, 8 o'clock hour where the most young eyes are on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, um, yeah, uh, I, something's got to be done. I don't, I don't, you have to, even, even when someone's in the right or more in the right than they are in the wrong, like, take, I don't think I could, I could say anything that he's right, but that Garrett kid in the, in the Cincinnati, uh, the Reds Pirates game last night. Like, they took on the old fucking Pirates team that didn't give a fuck. Like, he was great, a G, but, you know, great that kid, game, you got to sit a month. I don't care how much of a, oh, my God, that guy, I love him on my team. Like, no, you can't have that. You, you, we got to take you down, Bob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like, sorry, we got to get here. Yeah. So, way too much dip on you, too. Um... So yeah, I I don't know what what the appropriate punishment for and Uso, and Uso or the Usos would be at this point. It's kind of like Allen Iverson, like you didn't get you know when he made that practice speech, like you've been here like eight years and y'all now y'all trying to fucking say something. <laughs> Fuck you! We're running this thing the way I wanted to do it and you know been successful as much as he was. Now, all of a sudden, it's about practice. Yeah, that's about that. Then you feel all indignant because now you want to talk some shit. Yeah. And so what do you do now? Like, what do you say? You're like, come on. Y'all don't even say shit. It was on my personal time. Now, all of a sudden, y'all concerned? That's the yeah. risk you run if you're WWE trying to send discipline. And what is the discipline? Fine. No. Good lawyer could be like, again, you with your words. It didn't happen on our time. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's uh, very it's different, tough. but the Usos got to got to be better, man. Like what the fuck? It got to be yeah. better. And this is this can be directly linked to maybe not directly. I want to I want to pull this back because again it was like a Thursday or Friday, but and it was their personal time. Uh, uh, but as far as like getting back to getting between cities and shit for shows and. Whatever. I don't know what the exact situation was. If they were exactly on their personal time, were they coming from a house show? I, I don't know. I don't know all those details. But first and foremost, Uso's got to be better, better human beings, better, just better. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. And then WWE's got to figure out a way to how do you handle how do you handle this in a in a way that you know it's going to keep your Covered and you know people say. So. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk to some people. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three is the hill. Let's 
Let's go to let's head out west and uh, and bring Brian from Phoenix on. Brian, what's happening? Hey, Trav. Hey, Cam. Uh, hopefully, you both have a good evening. Thanks for having me on, as always. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, sir. So you uh, and, and today is Brian from Memphis, actually, not Brian from Phoenix. That's right. Oh, yeah. How's Memphis? Right in the middle of your, your bucket list trip. It is uh, going extremely well, gentlemen. Thank you for asking. Uh, I just came back from Graceland, uh, home of Elvis, of course. Had a really good mm-hmm. time there. The uh, National Civil Rights Museum was just incredible. Traveling camp. I mean, it's it's the people who who, uh, who run it and whoever designed it just did an incredible job with. You know, it's a sad instance for being there about yeah. uh, the assassination of Martin Luther King, but how they redid everything and the history on it, and and then you can walk across the street to where um, where the bullet came from, and to see where allegedly uh, where <laughs> where he was shot at. Well, I don't know if where the bullet came from. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can look right out the window of that bathroom window. Yeah. And you can see about what a great shot is with the scope that they had to, and they had to see where, uh, where uh, Martin Luther King was killed at. It was just, and then they laid out, you know, still like a lot of mystery about what really happened with it. But they had like a bunch of different exhibitions and had like the clothes and leaked, uh, almost like the Harvey Oswald <laughs> that, um, um, Ray was wearing, James O. Ray was wearing, and like all the FBI files and things like that. So anyway, it was, uh, I'm really enjoying myself, and I was at SmackDown yesterday, had a really good time as well. That's awesome. I definitely understand the, it's like that at the, the African American Museum in Philly. Like, it's like when they redid it and relaunched it, and it was just all big, and the space they had was fantastic for these displays, but it's like a fucking terrible shit. A lot of, a lot of stuff. But the history of mm-hmm. the Africans in America, uh, it's still yeah. in the beginning, you know, isn't great as you're going through this kind of maze, the same thing with the damn 9-11 damn museum at Ground Zero that Wade and I went to in 2016. Just like this incredible artistic design, the way the stuff's laid out, specifically at the 9-11 Museum, like, it's meant to be like, like, you're walk, not like you're walking through rubble, but like, kind of like you're walking through, you know, so it's, but it's like, well done, and but it's about this terrible, fucking awful thing, but, uh, yeah, it's, but those things are important, gotta have a museum, because otherwise, we'll forget, you know, and we'll have to put up statues of terrible people. Yeah. That was a reach. Horrible. Um, but how much, uh, I'm going to go back, back to for fun note. Yeah. How much, how much weight have you gained, Brian? Because I want you to gain all the pounds. <laughs> Eat all the ribs. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've been doing a lot of good eating, but I, I, I walked yesterday, uh, ended up walking 10 miles up and down the Mississippi River front. And it was, uh, I, I love exercising. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I need that. We all need to more. But, yeah, you got your 10 miles of walking. And, oh, so um, I'm I'm really enjoying it, but I'm going. I'm happy, I'll be happy to go back home tomorrow. But um, I'll get to wrestling, gentlemen. And yeah. Cam, I do want to go some, back to something that um you did, that we that you were just talking about. And I of course listened to the Assault Congress, 
I, I, I laugh a lot about this. I laugh. I laugh at a lot about. I laugh at a lot about some of the things you've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as alcohol is concerned, and the wrestlers, I mean, really, it's WWE can. I, they can test for it whether they want to test for it. But they, I mean, could they really? Um, I mean, they could test alcohol, but alcohol is legal, so it's not like they can. You yeah. know, maybe hey, you can't perform because you're drunk. But they can't necessarily, I mean, I can't say they can't do anything, but they can't do anything where, like, and again, I listened to the South Congress about that high school thing. And the thing about I have with high school kids would be that, okay, I'm not sure how old infection you have to be to drink legally. But it's 21. They it's 21. It's very much illegal. Yep. Yeah, so that's the reason why I don't have a, I don't have a problem with your with the, the story you're talking about. You and Pino were talking about. So. So yeah, I, I, and Travis and I kind of talked about that, but yeah, it, it's a lot easier to enforce that as being um, something you can penalize because they can't do it in any circumstance. But yeah, with, with WWE, it's somebody smarter than us would have to write the specific language on how they could enforce that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You just hope that it's not that. the judge sentencing somebody for it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, scary. Scary out. Yeah, I, it's it it would it would never come to that on a I could see an individual in some kind of program like you got in this program and this is what the program entails. And then you that's different. But to have some blanket of the entire roster as far as alcohol goes, I don't I just I mean they stopped testing or testing for weed. So I just don't think it would ever be unless someone comes in and was like Smelling like booze, and then you just use your common sense and your management stuff, and to take them off the card or whatever they were doing. Uh, you know, sort of. Well, I'm not sure Alicia Fox and fit them, and like they could have a whole match and put everybody at risk. Right. But yeah, tell us about that. How was SmackDown? Okay, oh, SmackDown was. Uh, sorry about that. SmackDown was really good. I sent. Uh, I uh, I was way special correspondent uh, last night for his audio show, but um, I had a really good time. There was a lot of families there, a lot of a lot of kids there. I'd say that the arena was maybe ninety ninety percent full. There was no like huge gap where there was not a lot of people there. There was uh, where the hard cameras there were actually seats sold around the hard cameras, so it wasn't like the entire area was blocked. The entire area was blocked off. Um, um, 205 Live was fine. I would suggest that. I know a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, if you don't watch 205 Live, they had a match. It was Mike Canellis versus um, Drake Maverick in an unsanctioned match. And uh, Drake sold a lot for it. But I thought it was a pretty good, psychologically speaking, a pretty good match. So that'd be something if you get a chance to watch that. And um, I enjoyed it. Um, I had a real good time. How did uh, I didn't hear the the post game with you with you and Wade? But how did he get his questions answered as far as like the what was advertised in the market? I guess you would have a day, had a day oh. to see TV. I can't imagine you were in your hotel watching TV. No, I didn't see any local ads at all, so I don't know what they advertised. But what um, what was advertised in the arena was. Bailey versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Title. Bailey won clean against Charlotte. 
Wow. Oh, you know, I, I'll mention this one thing. I'll mention this one thing that um, that did happen. So, and I'm going to backtrack to Jerry Lawler, by the way. But so, uh, of course, we had the King's Court there. It was unusual traveling camp where, so the lights went out while they were putting the King's Court together in the ring and over watching videos on the video screen and everything like that. So when we come back from commercial, the King's music is playing. And where my seats were, um, of course, the, the King was facing and uh, Trish and um, Sean were there facing our camera. So I only could see the back of the uh, King's room. So when we came back from commercial, Jerry was already in the ring. So we didn't get a chance to see him come down with his music playing and everything like that, which to me was really unusual. You know, he came in there when the lights were out. Hmm. No big, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah and that, that's, that's what I said, too. Wow. And, you know, even when uh, he left, Charlotte left first, and then Trish and Jerry left together, and the lights were out then. So, I mean, when the music first hit, you know, there was me, and then there was a woman next to me, and a woman next to her. We were all bowing, you know, and, and people saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, Jerry, but he was already in the ring. So I'm not sure what weird thing happened about why they wanted him to come down the ramp at all. I, I thought when he said, you know, whatever, right here in Memphis, Tennessee, and it was like, mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of a half, I heard it as a half-hearted pop, and it was there, but it was them saying, I mean, goddamn Memphis. And it, and it was the king. Interesting, because I took it so as being, think, we were good. Hmm? I took it as we were being good with that, or we were pretty being pretty boisterous, but that's what the camera okay, was maybe, yeah, oh. maybe I, uh, yeah, I'm watching it on my laptop, and I was probably hammering back to it playing PlayStation, but, uh, no, 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 I stopped for that. I heard the music and came in and sat down and walked, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was a little half-hearted, but... I don't know why they wouldn't give him a full, a full welcome Hall of Famer, Jerry King, Memphis legend, Jerry King Lawler. And they didn't, you're saying they didn't even do that during the commercial, like all fair. No, it was, no. he was in the ring. He was in the ring. That's, that is, that is odd. Um. So speaking of Jerry Lawler, I went to his restaurant. It's on Beale Street, which is uh, Beale Street, pretty great, by the way. And mm. I was pretty disappointed with it. I mean, he had a ton of a ton of memorabilia in there, so it was really good to walk around. But I went in there to watch Raw, and um, they had a, a band playing in there, so you know, I couldn't. Of course, you couldn't hear anything, and they had, but they had cold captioning on. The TVs were pretty old, and they were a standard definition TVs on top of that. But when Raw went, you know, at eight o'clock hits. And Raw's about to come on. I asked a woman, uh, I asked my waitress, said, hey, could you turn on the TV to, to wrestling? And she said, we're going to change our TV channel. And I'm wow. like, what the? How do you get in a restaurant? That's a good question. And that's what I was wondering, too. By the way, he had a couple TVs. Let's say they have five TVs. Two of the TVs have were playing old Memphis wrestling, including um, the match where uh, he beat Kurt Henning for the AWA title. Um, but so anyway... Um, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, planning my exit strategy, and then suddenly, after maybe 16 minutes, they changed the channel to USA, and then that's when um, they started playing wrong with the TVs, but it was pretty far away from where I'm sitting at, and the band was pretty, uh, band was nice, but, you know, hearing music and trying to watch wrestling wasn't working for me, I just ended up leaving. That is, that's odd. What? <laughs> we don't change our channel, like, okay, this is in a uh, social uh, kind of gathered place? 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And I get having uh I get having Kings matches on, you know, it's his restaurant, it's his gimmicks all over the place, but Mm-hmm. Who did Daryl Gargano with a ponytail? Wow, I remember this. Gargano. <laughs> so I'm gonna go to. Uh, oh, 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 wait! Did you, you eat at Jerry's? Shit. Like, how was that? I didn't even. You just was it just okay? Is that what you let off with? Um, oh no, I didn't eat there. I I put my hand on, but I had a. Pr- I, I had a pretty big lunch, and then I just went in there for a drink. And I was looking at the menu, and there was nothing in the menu that jumped out at me. And then when she, you know, pretty much said that part, I was like, okay. I need yeah. To do that. So. Okay. All right. We're about to uh, so, no, no problem. A couple other things, and I'll uh, let you gentlemen get to a couple other people. So I heard some chatter on the uh, the great internet, or Twitter probably more so, is that if somebody said they didn't like Kobe Kings of being a Superman by, you know, pinning all these people. And... Trav and Cam, I'm not sure what we'll hear some of your opinion right now is, but the baby face should really be a Superman until you know somebody until somebody beats him. You know, and that's what the label Cena got. And Roman probably not as bad. Roman people just didn't like Roman, period. But if you trace back to you know the way WWE books their baby faces, that's mm-hmm. what they are. They're pretty much Superman. Yeah, if like the way CM Punk got treated, the way we thought it was possible for, for for Kofi to get treated. That's not the norm. That's what they do with baby faces that they don't particularly have much faith in. Guys who they, aren't their guys. Yeah, they beat them. They, they put them in situations where they're not you know, the strongest in the in the segment. It's, but Kofi Kingston has, has fought that. He's gotten a bunch of wins and he's lost Twice in the last six weeks, for sure, I wasn't happy about it. I was like, God damn it, he shouldn't be losing. But, you know, it's it's fine. Um, just things have to be forwarded sometimes. I, I, I get it. But to say that he's the Superman is ridiculous. Like, he doesn't do mm-hmm. Cena comebacks or Superman comebacks. You know, he sells, he's vulnerable. And he perseveres. That is not Superman. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's not hes not Ricky the Dragon Steamboat levels of getting whooped and then winning the matches. But he's like, you know, all, I mean, he's like, I don't know. Damn, I mean, why Kobe's having good it. competitive matches that he wins. Like, that's, that's it. I don't know. Um, but, but to the point where guys like me were counting down his win streak and thought it was a big deal when somebody finally beat him because it made the title match more interesting. Like, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. I don't, I don't know the last time you could just say a babyface title run was handled better. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of that, really quick, man, what a bad break for Ricochet, who, like, man, I thought that elbow injury was, like, you know, a six, like a three-month thing that was just derailing with the state. It was one week. Like, I would have found a way to get him on TV with the click. 
I just would have. If that was my goal from the beginning, I'm finding a way to make that happen. Wait, who? I missed it. Ricochet. That was supposed to be Ricochet with the club last week, or with the click. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Royal Reunion. Yep. Yeah. I don't see why an elbow thing way, in infection keeps that from happening. I didn't get I didn't get that as an excuse. Yeah, I yeah. To not be out there. Especially like, since they already came back. Right? Like Yeah, just put them together some type of way. Like I, I just think you can do it. Mm. I agree. Um Two other points. First other point is that I heard this mentioned again this week and maybe last week as well. Going back to WrestleMania about Seth doing uh, he do three low blows against Brock Lesnar on route to um, and then he, you know, of course he ended up pinning him with stumps though um, to, to win the uh, Universal Championship. I still don't have a problem with Seth Rollins doing those low blows in that match against Brock for the simple reasons that remember that Brock did jump him before the match started, before the bell rang and beat him up pretty bad before the bell rang, threw him in the ring, the, the, ring, the, the match started, still beat him up some more. And so that's how come, you know, I don't have a problem with Seth using more blows at that particular point. But the beginning of the match, sure. I have a huge problem with it. Yeah. And you got to do something different this, yeah, at SummerSlam. You can't have, one, Brock should well, see hope. it coming, and then, and two, you just should tell that same bullshit story. I agree. Yeah, especially if, uh, if Seth loses, which I, I predict. Matter of fact, I wouldn't I be against Brock low-blowing Seth before the bell. Make behind the rest of maybe, I guess, whatever, however they want to do it. And then <laughs> bell rings and he F5s and he pins the shit out of him. And then that's how he his diverticulitis. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you have that's how you can justify. You don't need to. That's how you can justify Orton Kofi made it in the show because you had a two minute at that match with technically with uh, with Seth and and, and Brock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They make it a big deal. Okay, so the last thing I have this match. How's he gonna hang in there? His ribs are taped. His fucking limb, his arm is like uh, uh, Colin Delaney'd all up and shit. <laughs> and he doesn't even get the wrestle. He just get kicked in the balls in that five. All right, your last thing. Go ahead. Yeah, the last thing I have, I'll let you uh, two gentlemen go. So right now for SummerSlam, we have nine announced matches. And earlier, I'm going to, um, you brought Ricochet. We talked about Ricochet. I'm going to bring him back into the conversation right now. But, so we have for the U.S. title, we have AJ Styles versus Ricochet. And it hasn't been announced yet, but hopefully it will after Ali pinned Shinsuke Nakamura last night. So um, hopefully they'll at least have a match for the title, the United States title. I'm sorry, I, I changed my at the Intercontinental title on SummerSlam as well. So for the two secondary two secondary championships, the U.S. Championship and the uh, Intercontinental Championship. I want to get your picks. Is it going to be, uh, well, I'll over Shinsuke if that match does happen. And then what about AJ and Ricochet? So, Cam and Trav, I appreciate you having me on. Um, hi to Rich. If Craig's listening, hi to Craig as well. Hope you have a real good night, and I'll hang on and listen. I should have enough for uh, VIP emails as well, Trav. I'll let you know if I do, awesome. or, do, do or don't do that. And, um, thanks, thanks a lot, and I'll hold on and listen. Have a real good night, guys.
Sounds good. Thanks, Brian, as always. Um, It it looks to me that Shinsuke winning, beating uh, Finn is just a uh, transition to Ali. They they clearly want to do something with him. Having him as the IC champ maybe allows them to, to do that. So yeah, I'm with you. Um, go with both titles change hands. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, Shinsuke seems to be to be motivated, but I don't know if like I think always use hot baby faces. You can find a way to get heels. I agree there. Um, I, I don't know. I think the thing with Ricochet, like, I think he's going to be a top tier guy. I think with Putting all this, all this gold on the club, I just think that's going to run its course a little bit longer. Maybe Ricochet has a team to that's go right. against them come Survivor Series. You know, um, you have a Balor out there who can come back and be with the club, and then there's always room for another guy. Um, or go against them when when Ricochet's team needs a new guy needs a guy. Exactly, exactly. So I think I think that thing runs a bit longer. I do. Okay, that's a good point. And once I said it, I was like, what, what would be the point? And even before I thought about uh, the tag titles had already changed hands, and now they they're doing the, doing that thing. But yeah, you're probably right. Ricochet's probably gonna gonna chase, and, and why not? Why the heck not? Let's uh. Let's get to Jabron's email. So Jabron from Vegas chimes in uh, with an email. Uh, come on. Computer? For fuck's sake. Let's see. This is just some acceptable. Uh, what up, fellas? Two weeks, two questions for y'all this week. So, it only took the Good Brothers to team back up with AJ, and now they have the titles and more TV time uh, than they've had in what in what a year at least. Uh, how long do you believe this? Uh, keep this. How long do you do y'all believe they will keep this group together? And do you think uh, do y'all think this is is the best way <laughs> to use AJ as the leader of the team moving forward? Well, AJ, I, I, I think is going to be helped the most in this. Uh, you know, he gets to wrestle in six man. He he gets to maybe not wrestle as much, but that's good for him. His body certainly, um, and just his personality. He just gets to shine when when he's talking about the champagne. I want champagne. They're like, no, I don't want champagne, but I want champagne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that yeah, he's um. You know, his, his best work, um, I think whether you're talking in ring or you're talking on the mic, you know, was in Japan. And, and that's not a slight to him at any other time. It's just when he was used the best. Um, like AJ being a five foot eight boss, I love it. I think it's great. Um, because his whole thing is I'm the very best at this wrestling. Nobody can beat me. I'll do what I have to do to prove that. And I think having heavies like Anderson and Gallows, um, you know, AJ has a nasty side. Um, and on top of that, like you were saying, the six-man and the tag teams and the kind of being the manager while the other guys do stuff, 
you're putting years back on the body of one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, so, yeah, he benefits. And it's really symbiotic. Like, he benefits from it. They benefit by association. Um, now, how long will they do it? They will do it until a main eventer gets hurt and they need AJ back in that spot. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I know that's not yeah, actually time, but, you know. Yeah, and, and, and if something happens between, you know, now and January, as far as, like, an injury, then, mm-hmm. you know, as far as going into WrestleMania, things could change. Like, AJ's push could be altered. The club mm-hmm. could be... But I would well, say all things going well... I think through WrestleMania. At this level, is, is AJ ever the main champ on either uh, show with the club as tag as tag champ, or is the U.S. title kind of? They're going like, to do this gimmick. Would you That's love to see AJ chasing Brock Lesnar for the world title? That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, oh yeah, because he it's, it's certainly. Uh, more legit now with uh, with uh, you know with the with the heavies. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Um, I mean, I, I think he probably does at least touch the world title level because he's freaking AJ Styles. Uh, but I'd say, yeah, I think he does get a world title opportunity here in the next. Uh, here in the next while. Uh, and to get, did the, do you think this is the best way to use AJ as a leader? Of, of yeah, the I think we agree there. Um, for both uh, Miles on the body and on, uh, you know, getting to see AJ, the personality, as far as a definite interaction with, with other people. Yeah, I think I think it is uh, and the best way to use them. And what exactly does OC mean? Original club? Yeah, original club, only club, and there was one other thing. Oh, it means a bunch yeah, of Original, things. only, official. Oh. All right. Yeah. Second from Jabron, who do you think will have the longer of the two matches at SummerSlam? Oh, longer? Uh, Shane KO or AJ Ricochet? I'm trying to tell my boy that Shane will have the longer of the two matches because he's all he always gets the match that's about 20 or 25 minutes. You uh, even put money pay- on that because you're going to win. <laughs> even the last pay-per-view tag match, uh, that was about 20-minute match, but 25 minutes in all if you had entered it. Well, no. If you're, you you do bell to bell if you're doing something like that. Yeah. Counting entrances, but still, you're probably you're probably right. Who's uh Shane versus who? Ko. Oh right, right. Oh right, it's right here. Um, Ko don't whoop his ass. Oh yeah. Well, he said the same thing about Miz, like you know, but but Shane. Uh, Owens is way more credible, than, even more credible than Miz. And she just wears ass out. It shouldn't even be a uh, it shouldn't be a match. But we said that about AJ, his match with AJ and his match with Undertaker. It shouldn't be a match. It should be five minutes and done. 
Yeah. Exactly that. All right. Thanks to Brian for the email. As always, appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, Kyle. But no, Kyle, in all seriousness, though, like, it's, it's a goofy name, and I hope it's a full-on goofy show, because I want him to enjoy going forward. You know it's going to be Absolutely. a goofy-ass show. <laughs> He's a goofy man. Mm-hmm. And a ham. I ain't ever seen somebody that hammed up so much. Yeah, he's going to cry during the intro. (laughs) Welcome to the Big Show show. Oh, my God. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on on to more uh, interesting fair, hopefully. In terms of questions, this is in regards to SmackDown's upcoming move to Fox. With SmackDown expected to have a quote more cinem more cinematic look and have a more sports-like feel starting October the 4th, what changes would you like to see either Fox or Eric Bischoff himself make to the SmackDown product? Um, more post-match interviews would be, would be one thing for me, um, whether that's on camera or backstage. Um, I want, if somebody has a manager, I want to hear from the manager. I want to know why they matter. Um, outside of that, I, I want a a heel locker room and a face locker room. I want them to not just appear backstage randomly. I want people to actually interact. Um, and that would probably be it. Like, imagine if, I don't know, Travis, talk, we're talking baseball. Imagine if there was no dugout. People just appeared out of nowhere to that. <laughs> what the fuck? Just kind of hiding in the you know, tunnel? Like, 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 make it seem like they exist in this space would be my thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I think your idea of more post uh, and pregame interviews uh, uh, would be a plus. Both would be fine if, in some cases when you're trying to drive a certain story or point home. I like the, I like the immediately after interviews when the guy's still breathing hard and sweating and in the moment uh, but also see the uh the value in a in a backstage thing where you're like in the second hour and then you're like in the first hour an opening match you lost uh, blah 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 we that's fine too but i definitely like the in the moment sweaty breathing hard uh right after the match uh promo so more promos all around Yeah, tell me why I need to care about these people. Oh, and maybe and Fox should and Fox should have Fox should mandate that they don't do because in sports you don't do uh, you don't just 
when they're texting or on the goddamn phone and people start walking into their office when, with this great fucking timing. That kind of mm-hmm. bullshit. Like, that stuff should be eliminated. It should be more roving cameras, more we're trying to find scoops because this is an event and, and things are happening all over this building. That kind of thing. So, uh, promos and and more and and more common sense camera work. Uh, backstage camera stuff when you're trying to hear people's conversations or, or stuff like that. I don't even know if they. I don't. I, I don't think they should take it to the TNA stuff where you're like hiding in the cut. You know, you shouldn't work in a place where you where you where you feel like you can be spied on. Everything should be, everything should be out in the open, but it should be acknowledged. Like you know, it shouldn't be we're making plans in front of the camera and oh, yeah, that not that kind of thing. So, what else you got, Colin? Anything else? Um, my second question is for you, Travis, and mm-hmm. all the Pam can answer, but thank you. Well, we'll see. It's my question. I'll I'll, I'll let them answer if I want to answer. Since you've been the one with this perspective. Okay. What do we got? Since since you have been somewhat disenfranchised by... All Elite Wrestling so far. What are your expectations for both All Out on August 31st and their premiere of their presumed Wednesday Night Dynamite weekly TV show on October 2nd? And what do they need to do to make you more enfranchised with their product? Well, I mean, I've kind of explained it in the in the moments that we've you know talked about it after Double or Nothing and after the uh, various two pay per views or two shows, I should say, uh, after Double or Nothing. First and foremost, they need more stars. They need less indie fucks and more people who are ready to be national TV stars. And that's probably easier said than done, <laughs> you know, especially in the climate we're in. Where you know, the last two years, WWE's been signing every goddamn good, relatively good talent out. But uh, they just need they just need a better crop of talent underneath their top five acts. And that that's just that's just number one. Uh, I, th- I think everything else kind of falls into you just run a show, everything it's 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 wrestling. I might not necessarily like all the matches or all the spots and all that kind of stuff, but that's just what's gonna happen. Uh, but just the one thing, they just need more stars. They need more more nationally TV ready people. Okay, so Cam, I allow you to 
to what can <laughs> AEW do in the next, uh, you know, I guess whatever, few months before TV to get you uh, get you more interested or, or more excited? Since, I mean, we're all interested. I mean, I don't Disenfranchised. I'm just. Yeah, you know. I mean, I think the biggest thing is I, I, I want to know what's going on at the top of that card. Um, I, I find Cody Rhodes to be super interesting as mm-hmm. as a person um, and as a character because his motivations, um, I think, are. I mean, just knowing so much about him, knowing his family dynamic, knowing what his brother was, knowing what his dad was, him being from a younger generation where. Guys go broke or guys flame out or guys have to be in the wrestling business their whole lives to break even. Um, who he presents on TV is always really interesting to me. And so, like, following him after WWE, um, you know, after watching him kind of touch the main event scene, um, seeing his progression, is always really interesting. And then who they deem worthy of the top of their car is what I'm really watching, and if they stick. Um, I think that they haven't done – Hangman Page a whole lot of favors so far, so maybe when TV that changes, I mean when they get to TV that changes, and then you know, I'm watching Moxley put on what I think are great matches during the G1, and like that's the Moxley that I want to see on TV like the the prize fighter <laughs> tournament fighter, hard hitting, black tights mm-hmm. uh, balls to the wall and I'm not like super into like Deathmatch, crazy wild man, you know, because I think that that's what everybody who can't wrestle is trying to be. Um, sure. You know, and I, and Travis, I think you know exactly where I'm coming from. Like, yeah, so, I mean, what they do with him, and, and if he is somebody who makes people tune in, like, I, like, I'm really watching, I don't need to be a fan of more stuff. Um, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm trying to be a fan of myself as hard as I can be right now, and that takes up a lot of time. So I'm not necessarily looking for something to draw me in, but I am looking for something to exist in this space and be interesting. So my, my things would be Cody Rhodes, how they handle the top of that card, and what they do with Moxley if he's the star that I think he is. That, those are kind of the big things for me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're, we're going to get we're going to get uh, this that Moxley we're gonna get yeah. Well, I don't think they're going to do a bunch of deathmatch crap on. Oh, agree. Agree. It's not going to be like Janela every week, but yeah. And um, and I'm really interested in seeing Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus because I think there's a <laughs> that's a really cute gimmick, isn't it? I think there's something there's something there, and that could. Uh, because when I first saw Jungle Boy, I was just like, okay, I don't see how this is, how he as a singles guy is going to be any kind of interesting, especially if the whole his whole gimmick is, you know, oh look at you kid, and you know, but with that crazy goddamn lizard man, <laughs> that's uh, instantly he he becomes way more interesting and way more credible and yeah, so. They just need some. Uh, they just need some things to hit, and uh, what I've seen so far, as even as limited as it has been, um, you know, I don't think it's enough. But mm-hmm. we still got two months or so till TV, and 
then we'll get a then we'll get a real a real test. They're they're shoring some things up. They got like an announcer, backstage announcer guy, and yeah, Chris Chris know. Van Vliet, who's been like like doing his thing and building his brand. I think it's cool they got him under the fold. Um, you know, they could uh could use a little little seasoning with their team. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully yeah. that comes. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's a guy who's, who's worked hard and worked his way into his spot, so salute that guy. There are, I, I, I predict for sure there's going to be an act, a guy, a woman, somebody that I thought this person doesn't belong on the online national TV six months from now and be like, wow, they're great. And probably the other way around, somebody who I thought uh, – uh, or an act I thought was was good and was like here we go finally and then won't 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 maybe do so well so it's going to be a mixed bag but I, I just hope they uh, it's just that thing of I hope they don't blow it but I, I don't think we're even there to consider <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm I'm pessimistic as if they are already like yeah but just the history of the last twenty years hasn't been great TNA certainly is uh, you know just blown so many opportunities and so much money, so much capital. And so uh, many careers. You know, like so many careers. So like I think who just somebody just signed over there. Um and you know like I don't know Mark. Yeah, who just signed? Say it one more time. Yeah Mark. somebody just like just signed with Impact. Um, but like I know Jordan Grace just re up there pretty recently. Um, and so I mean somebody's getting paid, and I know they only get four month contracts. Yeah, like somebody gets they they get to do stuff outside of that. So I don't think to make moves, but I don't know, man. Like I've I've seen like uh, Chris Saban, right? Chris Saban was a guest coach at the Performance Center, and it's just like man. Um, and I'm not the biggest Chris Saban guy. But I know that what what Brian Kendrick was early to 205 Live, a Chris Saban could give them similar energy, you know. Um, and and I feel like, you know, nobody's AJ Styles, like no nobody. But you know, there's a guy who you wonder if he went to WWE, you know, where he'd be right now, you know. Um, yeah, man, just and and, and Impact seems to be doing better. For the people that work for them, you hear way less bad things about them. But still, like yeah, like Tessa Blanchard needs to be in WWE yesterday. At the very least, she needs to be in AEW in two months. Yes. Mhm. So, all right. Thanks, Kyler. Appreciate you, man. No. Oh, welcome. We'll talk to you next time. Bless you, Cam. Thank you. Uh, let's um, let's move it along. We had Mike on, but he dropped off. Let's head up to Toledo and talk to Craig. Craig, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Not too much. What's going on, man? How's it going? 
I'm all right. I was listening to your conversation about um, the AEW and and how the TNA thing has worked out and stuff like that. And I was wondering, like, if you guys had the same amount of anticipation for TNA, because I wasn't around. I, I didn't start watching it again until 2014. If if you guys had anticipation for TNA, like you, like there is for AEW, not saying that you have that kind of anticipation, but if there was that kind of anticipation. This is a Travis question because Travis was the one taping those Fox Sports, uh, Fox Sports yeah. episodes. Okay. This, this was before every, my time too, Craig. I wasn't watching both at the time. I think I had every Wednesday pay per view that they did from 02 to 04, except the first one and a handful, like one or two, and you know, in that two years. So yes. Um, so okay, so in, in in 02, the big thing that debuted that summer was Ring of Honor and TNA, NWA TNA. Obviously, Ring of Honor was just the, the local time Philly and, and Jersey and I guess some type of New York promotion. But they got a building, they they were running shows, they crowned the champion. TNA was like, wow, NWA names back in and they're gonna be running pay per views. So instantly it's like, you know, different. It's on T V every week, you gotta pay for it, supposedly. You know, I wasn't but that's a different story. Um and, and so, yeah, there there was, but WCW had just gone out of business. ECW had just gone. So there wasn't a decade, certainly not two decades of WWE dominance. So it was like, oh, okay, we'll see. Yeah, something can fill that, that WCW void. And, and But when they first showed up, it was kind of obvious. And for that first two years, those Wednesday pay-per-views, when – you know, Ken Shamrock and Truth and The Wall and where's your, your main event, Jeff Jarrett. Where your main eventers and your champions or your number one defenders and stuff. And you can, you just knew, no matter how, even though I was a giant fanatic of wrestling and everything, just uh, everything wrestling at the time, you knew, like, all right, this has no chance in ever competing with WWE. Not in this incarnation, but every every time they had a chance in the next ten years, there was certain levels of excitement until the Hogan Bischoff stuff. That was probably the last one. I was like, this isn't going to work. Like I know exactly yeah, what they're going to do. Gonna gonna get here. Yeah. The Matt yeah. Hardy. Um, well, that's twenty fifteen. That was a. But no, by even by then it was it was over. They were on pop goddamn TV. You just knew mm-hmm. it had it had that window had, had closed. It was one of those they're gonna have to literally go to the back of the line and work their way up, and sort of like with their you know three or four years later still still have that feeling of ooh if we could just catch a break. Like I mean y'all on the other side of catching breaks. Y'all caught all the breaks for twelve years. And you know, um, but nothing like this because there's two decades of dominance. We've got what seems like 
uh, real sustained money behind it. Not that, you know, TNA did, especially when Panda came in. But again, then that took it a different direction and just made things worse in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and and, and trying to take you back on what you're saying, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things is WWE was doing crazy ratings at that time. And even though AEW can't fill up a building like WWE can. And when I say a building, I'm specifically talking about Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. But with how people digest content on TV, AEW, from a rating standpoint, can compete with the WWE. I'm not saying beat them, but they can hold their own to where you won't feel like you absolutely can only have one sustainable wrestling television show. Um, So that's where my interest comes in. Like, people are going to watch this, and I don't care how much money this man has, you can't tell me it's not going to bother him if they're doing, out the gate, 66% of the WWE's television ratings on a Monday night. You know, like, I think that's going to be fun to see, and then how talent reacts to that, and then if we start to see people leave to go other places. That's where it becomes interesting to me. How do they... Fam, if they can't out of the gate on TNT with the, with the promotion that's set to start ramping up any minute now, it's just a matter of as soon as they get their name, you're going to see it all over all over commercials and TNT properties. No, no they got to wait till NBA season starts. NBA season is going to ramp them up because they, they promoted them during NBA Right, right. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna start off soft, and then they're uh-huh. gonna they're gonna get a lot of promotion during the NBA season, during the TNT on T, uh, Tuesdays and shit. Sure, but I still think they're gonna want people. They're gonna do a significant promoting, marketing push to go. Hey, we're debuting October whatever twelfth or. Uh, well, TNT, they still have a ton, a shit ton of, 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 of resources to do that. I don't think they would wait four weeks until NBA is really up and, excuse me, up and going. But you're, but you're right. I, I, I start the boost will be there to sustain them if any, if, if they, which will certainly probably drop off, and then you know, in the, in the after week one and two. But I just don't think you wait. If you're a network, if you're in charge of TNT or or whatever TV marketing, whatever the title, I don't think you wait. I don't think I don't think they have a I don't think they have a choice. To, however, but, however know. they whatever they do decide whether they wait or they don't. Do you think Cam says sixty six percent? I think they can definitely do half. Um, the average, whatever the average WWE Raw viewership is in the last year, I think AEW Wednesday night, whatever, could do half that easily. I think they could do two-thirds of that. Uh, yes. Maybe not easily, like half, but, you know, they could definitely get there. Shit, it could be like Here's Nitro. They did, Nitro and Raw both did, like, 2.8, 1.8, or whatever that first head-to-head 
those those first shows, they just completely split the audience for like the next year, back and forth, a little bit this one, this, this you know, till till D and W. Right. That could happen. Well, here's why I asked about the uh, TNA part is because, um, like, say they do 50%, not 66%, like Cam said. Like, say they only do 50% and they can, well, say they start off hot. And they do 75%, but then they get down to a 50% standard. For, and they last about 10 years. Are they going to seem like as much of a failure as TNA feels like right now? If they sustain a 50% rating on TNT against WWE, are they going to seem like a failure to wrestling fans? Like, like TNA does right now. But they I stay on TNT. I think if you're on TNT and you're and you're and you're doing half of WWE for the next decade, assuming WWE goes up and down, you know has their has their fluctuations, uh, probably. I, I think after ten years, if you can't do more than consistently half of what the what the main competition is doing. If, as long as you're making money and people are getting paid and and everybody can eat. I don't know if you could use the word failure, but just sheer like you didn't, you ain't winning. You didn't people, win. People so right now consider TNA a failure, though. Well, it is. That's uh, absolutely. I don't think there's any metric you could use that they're success. So people they are exist. still eating. They still, 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 right. still eating. They still but exist. As Chris, here's what I said. But God TNA damn, has done to the opportunity. Yeah, TNA has done what? Two, three pay per views. And like, take 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 all in, or take double or nothing, and that's done better than any TNA paper. But that's because like, the novel. Oh, okay, that's fine. A TNA was a novelty at one point as well. But <laughs> you couldn't convince people to watch. Let for free, let alone pay to see the show. Um, now, that's the thing, though, Craig. TNA is in like Jeff Jarrett could probably get a check off this, but TNA's missteps and failures from the beginning on who they wanted to push, on what their company statement was, on how they treated top tier talent, probably have a direct correlation on why AEW has been successful so far. So I think that. They can't fail in the same way that TNA's failed because they already have goodwill. <laughs> like, if, if they never caught WWE in the ratings being on TNT, I do think that's a failure, but it's not a failure in the way that TNA was because TNA never got to the point where they were actual competition. Like, Travis, yeah. there's no metric that you have to where they've been successful, but there's also no metric except for a scare one time when they had Hogan and Bischoff come out to where they've ever been in competition with WWE, whether it's ratings, whether it's pay-per-view draws, whether it's the in-ring product, even though they had perked up Kurt Angle and AJ Styles and Samoa Joe out there killing it. Like, it was never like, well, WWE's the bigger show, but the better wrestling is on TNA. 
it was at the top of the card. Um, and when I say better, it was really good at the top of the card. But for me personally, aside from a potential Kurt Angle Desmond Wolf feud and when the Pope was doing his thing, like, I don't think that, and of course AJ Styles. But I don't think right. TNA was blowing WWE out the water because this is at a time where WWE had an embarrassment of riches with in-ring talent. So it was never a thing where TNA could be seen as the better alternative unless you started it off with, I don't like WWE. And here's where I'm coming. Here's where I was coming. Here was I was here was I was coming uh, for, for the uh, for the competition part. Is it ain't a competition right now for head to head Monday night versus Monday night shit. It's like right now I'm in the middle of G1 and I am exhausted. I had to watch TV for like seven hours today and that sucked because it's friggin' sunny outside and I want to sit on the porch. I want to hang out with my dog and drink beers on the porch and it's my day off. And I'm 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 here watching wrestling because it's G1 and I got SmackDown and Raw and and, and NXT. I'm still four weeks behind on. And uh, I got I got Takeover coming up. You got Takeover. You got three nights of G1. You got uh, SummerSlam the next night. That's going to be like 18 hours. And it's like, it, 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 it's, it's going to come down to, it, it's not a matter, and, and also you've got like regular TV shows coming up in the fall. Like yeah. wrestling isn't the only thing people watch. And so it's, it's a matter of things getting, things getting squeezed out because everybody watches everything on DVR now. Yeah. And like WWE and AEW are going to have to compete for that that little bit of DVR time, or or I mean live time, but but it's it's just a matter of like if I'm going to sit down and watch TV, what do I want to see? And nowadays that shit is getting more and more. It's it's not about that's why I I think the ratings argument is a big like I I've been going at Wade about this for a couple years now. It's not about the ratings anymore. It's people are gonna watch Raw. People are gonna watch SmackDown. People are gonna well, watch whatever. It is, yeah, it's just about yeah, when like, they let, watch let SmackDown it. do it with zero point five, and you don't think Fox is gonna. They're going to go. Yeah, it's not about the rating. Like, fuck no. No. Uh, well, f- first of all, they're not. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm, there's. I mean, it's not a zero sum argument. I'm talking oh. about like, yeah. like the fact that. Fuck this shit, Craig. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I'm. I'm too drunk to talk that shit. I'm feeling really down today. Uh, hey, you and me but, both, pal. I just think there's so many there's so many uh, there's so many uh, competitors whether it be something that's happening at the exact same time that the Nielsen's are measuring the measurements mm-hmm. or 
Man, I'm just tired of watching fucking TV. Like, that, that, I hear, I hear you, man. I'm continuing. In the Nielsen measure. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm never tired of watching TV. Hey, TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead ass. Like, I go. I, I, like, I just finished The Boys um, at work, though. Like, I, I don't want to watch TV. I watch Euphoria. That might be the only show I'm committed to watching on TV right now. Genuinely. Yeah. Oh, I'm finally catching up on on Supergirl and Flash. So. Hey, hey, where to go, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you can throw in some legends in there. You can throw them legends. Look, I'm already about the, the Flash is already pissing me off, and I feel like. The first few episodes of Legend Season 2 where I'm like, come on, why are y'all disrespecting time travel like this? You know, letting this fucking Nora girl hang around and like, ah, it's just bothering me. You need me. to let it go. You need to let no. it go, Trav. Just let the sports entertainment take you where it takes you, like a lazy <laughs> uh, But what's with this, like, on Flash, they've got this this guy running around murking metahumans, and then on Supergirl, you've got, you know, all this anti-alien uh, 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 hate. I'm like, it's just like, boy, oh boy. Dude, Supergirl uh, got ultra-political. Yo, the first I, episode, I was like, Karen will fucking get her fucking, check her goddamn privileges. And she like, what? I, I, everything seems fine to me. <laughs> You know, I listened to uh, the Super Tuesday recap with uh, uh, Shannon and the doctor. They were like, they were like, if you guys, if you no, then they were so pissed off, and then uh, eventually they got back on track, and then eventually, oh, they were pissed off again. It's like a wild ride. It was like Doctor Odin shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so am I gonna be having oh, to deal with atmosphere? Atmosphere bullshit. I hated it when they used it to get the Dashamites off of Earth, and I hate it when they now when they're gonna use it to put kryptonite into the atmosphere. It's fucking corny. This tiny little machine. I'm supposed to believe, you know? Like, come on. I'm I, I, I'm into heart heart conspiracy. Not this little tiny. That you know, they got to build whole fucking you know things and have chemtrails spread across the, across with airplanes across the country and then and, and communities and shit and and, and, and weaponized uh, uh, weather manipulating machines. They got a box the size of a goddamn Xbox <laughs> that can affect the entire atmosphere. Bullshit. But anyway, by the yeah. end of the season, you will be sweating and panting. And then you'll go and listen to all the episodes of... Oh, no, I'm going to listen to them uh, in in real time. Uh, Or I'm going to listen, watch three episodes, listen to three of Super Tuesday. So, yeah. And I'm contemplating, do I want to watch the guy, because I watch After Buzz TV uh, um, Supergirl recaps, but that might just be too much. That's a lot. I I shouldn't have waited so long. Now it really feels like a lot. But anyway. Yeah, especially now the AEW is coming back. 
coming up, and uh, WWE's coming up. And this is basically my whole friggin' point, is that there there is so much good content out there. Right. But like you said, people watch everything on DVR. Here I am a year behind on a show. It don't matter. I have have full access to it, you know, anytime I want. Um, out. I'm not going to squeeze anything. I'm going to watch AEW live or, you know, in the moment. Start to talk I mean, about it at you're, least. you're eventually going to have to. There's only so many hours left in your life, Trev. I'm sorry to tell oh, you. <laughs> 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 yeah, crazy. Dead ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you insignificant speck of carbon. Like, all right. <laughs> Am I wrong? Right. Well, you know. I'm in a very bad mood today, man. You talking to you guys like the highlight of my I saw day. that black and white picture you posted. I was like, I don't know if I should like this or like ask him if he's okay or what. I have this. I have this. No, I didn't. I, I no. didn't. <laughs> no, I. When I pressed one, it was because you guys were talking about the fucking Usos, and it's because like, and I'll tell you this, and. I'll let you go after this because I don't okay. want to really dwell on this too long. All right. Um, you know how they had the Facebook memories and we always like to look on the Facebook memories and shit? Sure. Well, sometimes, guys, sometimes you say something shitty on Facebook. And then you then you're reminded, reminded of it three years later. Yep. <laughs> it, it's exactly three years later. I told my best friend, Niz. Okay. To fuck off and die, like I just said, I had that argument with you about fuck off and die, and okay. it was about drunk driving, and it's the same yeah. thing with the Usos, and mm-hmm. I'm like, because I I I got a DUI in 2006, mm-hmm. and I I got put away I got put away for six days, okay, and I I had to I I learned all kinds of shit about what, you know. It, they put they put things in perspective for you. They put it like, you know that the same time the bar lets out, so do the drive-in, like the drive-in movie theaters uh-huh. with the parents taking their kids to the drive-in. They got the two movies for the one, you know, price and whatever, and they got, you know, and so you could be driving home to the bar and kill a whole car of a family. And yeah. it took that for me to be like, this is fuck. I mean, I, I felt like so much shit right then that I was like, that ain't never going to happen. So I went hard against DUI. And then I went so hard against DUI that my friend Miz, when he left here drunk when I was sleeping, I went against him and I said, fuck off and die. Because if you're going to drive drunk then you, and you know my thoughts on it, you can fuck off and die. So I feel like shit about it. Well, here seeing myself say that in retrospect. Three years ago, right? Wait, wait, wait. Is that oh, Fandango's back? Yes, yes it is. Like hard. Mm Mhm. Or at least you know. No, no, great. Um, you know, I I understand where you're coming from, and not just that, but going through an experience like that, having because what they make you do is. One, you go to jail. Two, your mugshots on the internet for life. Three, you have to. 
depending on what you do, you have to have a conversation with your employer. You have to have a conversation with your family. You have to have a conversation with your friends. And then you go through the education. Um, you know, you go through sitting in a room with a group of people who some of them are just like you and some of them are absolute degenerates. And you have people who have remorse and people who don't, people it wasn't their fault, people that it was. But you all leave out of there with perspective. And, and they'll even tell you, like, we expect, like, I look around this room, 40% of the people in this room are going to be back. You know, they, they tell you that. And, um, you know, I knew a guy once, Craig, who had to carry around a goddamn suitcase like he was Iron Man and blow into that thing every three hours. You know, so I, I know where you're coming from. So to watch somebody that you, and granted, I'm not saying a wrestler has to be a role model, but watch somebody that you support and root for and support monetarily. To watch them make the same mistake five and six and seven times is difficult. To Two days after they made a joke like, out of it on TV. After they made a joke out of it on TV, which is rough enough, and they get caught doing the same shit the same week. So when you say something like, you know, I can't root for these guys anymore, I can't be mad at you, and people should have to understand because it's a very dangerous game they're playing. And I'm glad that you were here to put that in perspective. Like, absolutely. Now, there's a very good chance that during that Uso drive, you know, they themselves made the joke that Cena made and, you know, look back on it and laugh as they started the car, uh, you know, shredded, you know, from uh, the lick. So, uh, it's a, yeah, it's... Right. Yeah, it is, and I don't know how do you how do you how do you fix somebody that makes the same stupid easily avoidable mistake over and over again. But still, the the like I was saying, like I should never tell anybody fuck off and die. Like me and you had that argument. Did he die? Like (laughs) I shouldn't say that. And, and Miz is still my best friend, and I, I okay. would, me and him didn't talk. Me and him didn't talk for two years. Because of that. Because he drove out of my place drunk, yeah. and and I said that, and we didn't talk for two years. Now we're yeah. still. I mean, me and him were best friends, and he 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 doesn't drive drunk anymore. So I don't know if that is. A good, okay. I mean, I mean, you it's a good not. thing, but. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but I it it was a bad way to go about doing a good job. You know what I'm saying? If he did, then no, no he's then still very fine. much alive. He's at work right now. Good, then perfect. You know, hey, you know there, there are, you know there are ways. It would be hard for your situation to filter that particular thing out. You can't filter out everything. But if you don't want, you can go into your settings and your memory settings and like. Go in, turn off Yolanda Jones, <laughs> and I wouldn't see our memories from the summer of 2015 that keep popping up on us at the movie. No, oh, no, I, I actually, I went, in, I deleted that shit. I deleted it the minute I saw it because I, I was off of Facebook. When did you delete the original post? Couple years. Like you. Was, <laughs> that's yeah, I should remind you next year and three years from now, Craig, that you are a scumbag. Well, no, I. I'll have, I'll have this 
podcast to do that for me. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you guys go now. Get to other callers and whatnot. And thank you very much for taking my call. And God bless Brian, wherever in America he is. Thanks, Greg. Have a great night, Greg. See ya. Um, all right. All right. Mike's bike. So let's uh, head to Brooklyn and talk to Mike. Mike, what's going wow. on, man? Oops. No, no, yeah, that's Mike. Yo, Mike. Or 347. Somebody. I hear him. Hello. Yo. 347. New York. Mike, who that? Mm. Uh, they're doing something in the back. I can hear something. So. All right. Well. In the meantime, let's, uh, let's, oh, no, that was it on the email. Shit. All right, well, oh, now they hung up. All right, now we're talking to Darrell then. Darrell, what's going on? What up? Not the same, man. What's going on with you guys tonight? Not too much, man. Oh, you know. Okay, that's what's up. Uh Listen to y'all conversation while I'm leaving the gym, heading up there to game stop the um, trade ins and stuff. Make some stuff that I got. Did you get Madden you tomorrow? Enjoy your thirteen dollars. Bring your two Xbox. Yeah, I'm gonna get Madden. Yeah, oh, <laughs> man, I got um, I got three, I got three iPhone X. I'm gonna trade in one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this nigga was a scammer. Uh, <laughs> three Hey man, I be scamming. I just happen to have three. Be scamming the um. Hold on, before I go in there, before I go in there, they hear me. Um, I be scamming the insurance, the insurance people. I ain't mad at you. Them to send me a new um iPhone, so I just keep it. Shit, some glasses I ordered off of off the Wish app came in. Immediately I was like, these shit's small. Like I, I want my nineteen dollars back. <laughs> and so I hit the little app and blah blah blah, the little ticket. These motherfuckers immediately request refunded my money, and I don't have to send the glasses back. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> like, all right, I'm not gonna. It's just come back every time, running through my head. I'm like, you know what? Let me just not be a piece of shit, the whole piece of criminal shit. <laughs> For the, uh, yeah. Like, I would have sent y'all a bunch of that glasses back, but okay. Thanks for no money. Yeah, man. I was my man. My man Mike traded in. That he's so sorry because the Reds are doing uh, uh, a fire fire sale. They traded Puig. They just got rid of Scooter Gannett. He is pissed. But he's so pissed he went and traded in his MLB to show. <laughs> wow. And then he was double pissed because they wouldn't sell a man. They said come back tomorrow. No. We can't sell it to you tomorrow. You we got it, but you can't have it till tomorrow. But they gave him twenty-two bucks for his for the MLB. I was like, damn, that's that's not bad for you know. Yeah. So they're gonna give you like yeah, like eleven bucks for seventy-nine games. And this my dumbass getting all these dip download games. I can't trade shit in. Yeah, but I'm 
I'd rather have the digital. I can't I can't deal with the clutter. Um, yeah, it's right here. No, I need that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what's on your mind, bro? Yeah, man. Um, not too much. Um, not too much at all. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like a a bad slow week. Um, it's just kind of like that. There was pretty good wrestling TV on. Um, yeah. Yeah, not too much on TV. Oh, uh, shit. Drew McIntyre lost clean on goddamn free TV. I think that's what we're talking about. And that's like three L's in a row. Yeah. Yeah. But this time it wasn't on pay-per-view or to Roman Reigns. I think that's a big difference. I mean, say it beat him. That's what I'm saying. Mm, You're right. Um, But that's, again, nobody can take that. Plus, um, I don't... I wouldn't say that's bad. Uh, the only one you would say probably Cedric, uh, Cedric Alexander, but they're trying to do something with him. And he probably yeah. beat him at um, SummerSlam anyway. So. He He's still at the top of the card, and he's giving good matches. And this is taking me to what y'all were saying earlier about um, about those you know, secondary titles. I don't think neither one of those guys going to win. I don't think Ali's going to win. Uh I don't think Ricochet's going to win either. Because they don't, first of all, they don't have enough heel to um to uh, have all these um, babyface champions and have heels chasing them because you have babyface champions except for the Universal Championship, which I think mm-hmm. Bayley on her way to be going heel anyway, but that's another uh, conversation. Um so I don't see that, and Ali did everything that he could to get the win, to get them um them to roll up victory to beat Nakamura. So they're just telling you soon he get hit with a Kinshasa, he's out of there um doing something. <laughs> for him, so don't take one. <laughs> yeah, and then they stopped the promo for him about him standing up for people. So I don't think they're pushing him to um lead up to be, be um, you know, yeah. And they're going back with the Alistair Black. I think that's who will probably be potentially be the person who defeat Nakamura and take the title okay. away from him, the uh, anti-hero. So um, that's the story. That's why you keep Nakamura going strong because you consider um, that fight that those guys will have will be a semi-strong style type of fight like mm-hmm. him and um, Cesaro had. So I would prefer Nakamura not to lose anymore. Keep going through these small fries until they build up um, Alistair Black. Um, also, going with what y'all was saying on the... Um, you completely changed my mind, by the way. Who? I said you completely changed my mind, my mind on the Ali Nakamura match. Boy, Cameron Grimes is doing his thing, boy. He has a great yeah, look. Big he really does have a great look. I like him and him calling himself a savage. And your explanation for a savage a few weeks back, um, Cam. Yeah. Um, and him and with ACH in the finals, that's going to be great. That really is going to be that, great. That um, NXT card is looking spectacular as they keep building yeah. it um, piece by piece. That triple threat match might steal the show. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm not, but, I'm not um, interested in that. And then it's a triple threat. Like, yeah. 
I know you don't like um, Pete Dunne. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's simply because it's a triple threat. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Pete, oh, Pete Dunne being the third wheel, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough Yeah, but I think he gives it the star power, uh, a little more star power. Uh, you know, some people don't ain't digging all uh, Roger Strong, who really um, held his own on the mic. So I think that was pretty decent. Uh, to go back and touch on what y'all was talking about with the DUI, uh, with the Usos and stuff like that, and y'all was saying should they suspend them or something like that. I, mm-hmm. When I think of um, jobs like that, like WWE, I think they should worry about the quality of life of people, not punish them as in suspend them, but, hey, you can see if it's a problem. Like with Jay, it's looking like it's being a problem. He's being drunk mm-hmm. too much. So you should um, make him get into a rehab. Just like you had the problem with um, Alicia Fox, where she was showing up to work drunk and all that other stuff, and yeah. making these folks go out and have, and do rehab, which you weren't doing back in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that with these people. Um, and when y'all were seeing these people, you know, spiral down, and then you get those tragic endings later once they leave the company. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing um, with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not... I'm not too big on the drunk driving. Um, the drunk driving, even though I can't admit, like unlike some people, I have drunk drive myself. You know how you do. You leave a club sometimes and you leave a party. And you know you might be a little bit too tipsy to drunk, but you're like, fuck it, I want to go home. And I'm going to just truck mm-hmm. home or just drive slow. So we all have done that and stuff like that. And um, I was listening to Craig, and I, and, I, and I like the points that Craig put up and stuff like that, and I, and I understand his values on it also. But um, just to be real, because, and I have talked to Craig um, uh, and said this to him one time before, but I understand what you're saying about that, but is a drunk, uh, uh, is a stay-at-home drunk better than a, a, a drunk who go, go out and uh, drunk drive sometimes? Yes. I feel like both still, you know, cause damage to people. It's just the stay-at-home drunk stay at home and torture his family. And, uh, and doesn't kill anybody with a vehicle. Well, what I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm saying uh, one wrong, uh, one wrong is not bigger than another wrong. They yes, it wrong, is. Period. No, 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 no. The way you no. qualified it, though, Travis. I'll say this: if, if he's at home terrorizing his family, then Darrell okay. like <laughs> point makes think, perfect sense. I don't think Jimmy. Like, yeah, it, yeah. his family. <laughs> I hope he's not, but I don't think he is. I, I'm a, I'm a, Want to justify? I'm not no, trying no. to justify either. I'm not trying to, one is 
less wrong than the other. They're both wrong, but one's not causing damage to other people. I don't see how not running over people's babies and treating at home is not... But you're, saying, but you're yeah. making that as an indefinite, like that's a definite, like they're doing that every day. I'm just saying they using they using drugs every day. Using drugs, period, is bad. Period. Or abusing something, period, is bad. Period. It really doesn't matter because eventually <clears throat> you're gonna do what the other person doing anyway. The functioning crackhead gonna eventually bop people upside the head and do what they do because eventually right. you ain't gonna be a functioning crackhead. The stay at home okay. drunk. Eventually, go out and and go go out and drive. And the difference between the um, stay at home drunk, he leaving the house already drunk. He waking up drunk, so he's gonna eventually do what the person go out and and, and drive. So oh I just you know I think you know you got to look at it all. And going back to my point was they got to take care of the people at um better the quality of life all about the quality of life. I understand they did something wrong, and I, I, I shame them for that. I look at them differently, but I also want to look at them and hopefully they get them some help or get that one some help because... And this is tie into with the, with Bailey, that interview with Bailey, the woman when, you know, she's like, y'all got to drive yourselves around. It's, uh, you know, look at look at what they look at the what the the, the, the monetary value they have, and look at what and how they live. And again, if you say, "Hey, they're making you know four hundred thousand dollars a year, they make a nice condo, and you know whatever, whatever," like with the, the surface material things, like it looks like they're doing fine to me. It's like, yeah, well, relative to the goddamn, it's the story of everything. It's well, what about their bosses that are making, you know? Thirteen thousand yeah, times more than they crazy. do, and putting in much less work. Although I don't want to front on Vince's or try to dim, dim, diminish his work. I mean that's very well yeah. documented. And, and, and don't and don't call them and get them a driver just because you know they're gonna drink and just so right. to keep them from. No, you gotta, it's it's, root, it's root. Co- you're talking like root causes and root stuff. You want to get to like why why are you feeling need to be fucking drunk all the goddamn time. Yeah, and because, you know, I, I look at the show, um, Cam brought up Euphoria, and that show with those kids and stuff like that. And Isn't that about the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Very with the main much. character, and you see her struggling. <laughs> Even though she's not on it, she's trying to fight every day not to be on it. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard for her to give advice to people because she has vices. Like her little sister starting to experiment it and stuff like that. And her telling her not to do something is hypocritical. That's why I was saying about the functioning crackhead and or the funk and the stay at home <clears> drunk. <throat> it's like the stay at home drunk trying to tell the person who's drunk driving not to drink and drink and drive when you drunk all the time. How, how does that look? How you gonna tell me not to drink when you drink? Because that's the first thing that's gonna come out of the person who go out to the bar and drink mouth. Gonna be like, how can you tell me something? What you abuse? Because I walk home. And I don't put people's at myself or a bunch of other people at risk. That's how I can tell you. Because I fucking okay, call the that's Uber. Understandable. That's understandable. I don't understand why it is. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's like Jeff Hardy telling Jay Uso to stop drinking. Okay. Yeah, now then, I guess I could, you know, get, get behind you there. Sure. That's what I'm saying. It's like, come on, chill out. 
Ain't nobody going to take advice from somebody who they feel like doing something even worse. Uh, right. Travis Howard, Stone Mountain, you are, I know you ain't going to take no advice from nobody telling you how to do something when they in there doing wrong themselves. And you see it blatantly sure. every day in front of you. Like, For sure. Come on, That's man. Human, get, up out uh, of get up out of my face. Human, human, uh, a human reaction. Even if you know you're wrong, you're like, fam. You don't get your ass wrong as I am ass out of here. <laughs> so that's my whole thing about it, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I like what Craig um, points were and stuff like that. And stuff. But I have to say it to him too, man. Sometimes I tell Craig, I told Craig this before, you got to, I be wanting you to stop sometimes too, bro. I, cause I'm entertained by you. I love hearing you call into the show. And I, I like you, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I see you be going through stuff sometimes, so and then you be uh, drinking a lot too. So I was just say, man, come on, I want to see you around yeah. a few more years, you know. So I, I understand your point of view and stuff like that, and good bringing it up. But you know, I want I want to say that to you. So, but um, uh, other than that, um, yeah. how they start building up SummerSlam and how they did the fifth interview. With Randy Orton, <laughs> with, uh, Randy Orton, I never heard y'all um, uh, comments about that. How did y'all feel about them doing the sit-down interview with uh, Randy Orton and how they um, bought up all the stuff and let him narr- narrate it and stuff like that? I did. Yeah, we touched that at the beginning. Um, I think it's been good so far. Y'all, I really do. Um, just, just how he's talked about the things he's had to – like the things that were given to him versus things Kofi had to work for and why he doesn't feel bad that Kofi had to work for things. Um, and like kind of how he buried him because he felt like he wasn't ready and he wasn't in his league and he's still not. I think they've done a pretty good job of towing the line between perception and storyline. Like I, I really do. Um, and I think the relative chance for Kofi to get like – the big win for his title run, or to have his first real opposition, his first real hurdle to climb to get back at the top. I think they've done pretty well. I gotta go back on my shit. Okay. Was there a uh, yeah, response I think so too. in any way to that Orton thing? That's no. Um, um, he did not win an AJ match and didn't really address it, but I think that's what next week's going to be for to sure. send it home. Yeah. And I hope they don't touch each other neither. I hope they don't touch each other no more. I hope they just give Thanks. a strong, you know, promo. I want this to be very much Orton. about being oh, oh, a oh, worthy oh. wrestler. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, because that's what, what we miss in today's wrestling. Jarrell, would you, would you accept this in your no touch, you know, one of the, the, the touch to SummerSlam? Maybe they have another... <laughs> Excuse me, and have another in um, ring face to face, you know, like a, uh, they're, they might be talking shit or having like mics on, mics off, whatever. And Orton goes for the RKL. Kofi pushes him off. Orton, uh, instead of shooting off the ropes, holds on, and 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 Kofi like that's it does the trouble in paradise. But I, but of course Orton held on, and then Orton you know scampers out and like. But but then Kofi's like on the ground, kind of like you know in the superhero pose after coming down from the kick, 
And, you know, there's no blows, but, you know, they very much obviously <laughs> was ready to go. Would you Would you, um, would you take that? If, I would if it's done correctly, but I still sure. would love to just to face-to-face. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. You tell me what you're going to do, and y'all give me two strong talking sessions. Because I think uh, the difference is we don't have that in today's wrestling. And I don't think it needs a wrestling company have big, strong talkers. Like people who really can talk, talk on that mic, who can, throw that, who can take that stick and make you feel their character and enhance the story even more. But, so, but I would take that if they could do it directly. So, yeah, I would take it to get around a long way. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, also, um, I heard y'all yeah. were talking about um, um, T- um, TNA and um, AEW, mm-hmm. and could they do better than TNA? If I'm not mistaken, if, uh, and I had to look up a little bit, they already had. Look up all of it. <laughs> um, I didn't know. I didn't get to look up all of it, but TNA on Spike was doing at least uh, a million viewers. Most yeah. of their whole time oh, on Spike. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reminding me. So, the knock on, remember, it was like five years of of 0.8 to 1.1. Right? That, that, that was what they did. So, they, they just, you know, you just round that to a, you know, 1.0. Right? Impact always did it at 1.0 and never any higher. The, the, the Hogan segment uh, when they showed up in 2010, did a 1.7, and the next viewers right now, like the next eight fucking uh, hour, quarter, I don't know if it was quarter hours. I forget how I did, but I went and looked it all up. It just was down and down, and then, and then went right back to a 1.1. Whoever, two weeks later. 16 seconds later, 16 quarter hours later, however it would happen, right to a 1.1 and right back into the goddamn same groove they was in for 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 the last, the last you know, five years. So they lost a million viewers because you go over 1.5, you, you had 2 million viewers. So yeah, 1.7. <laughs> that's what WWE at right now. So my whole thing was, and why I say that, because... Um, it's different. On so, 2010, 1.7 is probably different than a 2019, 1.7, as far as viewership. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure. Those scales stay the same. No, those scales stay the same, um, because you got shows right now that's doing, like, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 is what um, WWE was doing, and WCW was doing back in the day on mainstream TV, and those, like, uh, five... Um, uh, five to 5.5 5 million viewers, so those scales stay the same. They, okay. the same. they don't um, too much change. It just, you know, you don't have people doing that on a consistent basis like you had back in the day before you get all the social media type of stuff and a bit of YouTube and stuff like that. So that's the only thing. But my whole thing was AEW could have some claim success if they do more than what um, the regular TNT and TBS viewership brain because I don't think TNT or TBS have no viewers that do anything close to even like 900,000 um, people. Besides the NBA. The NBA is the only people who do major numbers. Yeah. Every other show don't even 
do numbers. So Rizzoli and Isles or nothing? They don't do uh Rizzoli and Isles or something about a show that ain't been on T V and uh ain't been on their T V in what, years? Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch TNT. I remember that show. I used to watch that. I used to watch that show, so What's the TNT? <laughs> what do they have? What's like their big show? What's their big show? Um Right now. Right here. Like, what's everybody waiting um, for to come back either in October or January? Um, I don't know if they have a show waiting to come back that everybody waiting to come back. Okay, what just right left? Now. What was the big thing that wrapped up? Like, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones is HBO big shit. I'm trying to see. I know y'all were talking about watching TV, and I watch TV because <laughs> I have to have some plan to keep, to keep me awake. Um, I'm not mistaken. It's their um, show called... They got this show where these guys be robbing people. That's the show that's the hottest show right now. Well, so yeah, but you're saying, but and that 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 doesn't really matter. But what you're saying is they don't have a show that does a million viewers consistently. No, nowhere close. The only show they that, so, that does that is um the NBA. So we assume. I think right so, you know, AEW Wednesday night, whatever shows up, it's going to do easily a million viewers, right? It could, yeah, it could. So this instantly is going to make them, viewership-wise, the biggest thing TNT has. It's much yeah. quality viewer and what they can, you know, add out. That the viewers don't, uh, that's something that definitely don't change. Certain I viewers are worth 500,000 viewers. They do over five hundred thousand viewers, and they consistently do that. They're they're a success. Well, shit, we were saying so they're going to easily do half of what what Raw does now. So half of what Raw is a million viewers, right? That makes that, that yes, uh, yeah. I don't think they have to do a million to be a success. They can do five hundred thousand. Oh, that's that's a different question. Saying what they will do, I don't know. I'm just saying. I think they. If you're saying they don't have a show that does a million damn viewers. They don't have a Rizzoli in the aisle that's a big old hit that does, uh, you know, smash numbers. Um, not that Rizzoli in the aisle wasn't in the show. I'll just keep going back to it. Um, uh, AEW instantly is going to be their number one show, viewership-wise. Yeah. And most it will more than likely. If they consistently get a million viewers, which I think they very much can. Wow. That's uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that about TNT or TNT, but I assume it's probably the same with 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 USA because when I see the ratings, it's always raw, and then other network stuff, not USA. So it's not like Suits or or any the, the, the USA shows are. They're probably doing the same type of numbers TNT shows are doing. You know, Animal Kingdom is the um, second best show on TNT. Man, Animal Kingdom. It's about these guys on the beach, surfer guys. They mama be having them raw places and stuff like that. Then they had to integrate the young nephew who was with that estranged sister who's a drug addict who took them away to keep her, to keep him from their life, keep, keep him from their their family Are you life. Them, Ricky? You, you got the description oh. on Jackie. No, I'm not reading the description. I'm telling you, I, I watch the show. <laughs> oh, you're saying you are oh, okay. okay. <laughs> very aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, then his mama got killed. His mama got killed, and then she, um, and he then had to go find his family. Yeah, got killed by a drug dealer. (laughs) Oh, 
Yeah. Uh huh. Now he's taking over, and the uh, mama took a liking to him because he was young. He was smarter than the other brothers who all had different issues. And um, now he's trying to take over. They in season four or five. They in season five, and now he's trying to gradually take over. He's trying to take her out because she killed one of the brothers. <laughs> it's crazy, but that's the second highest. That's the highest show under um the NBA. That's a big show. Snow come on, Snowfall. No, that's FX. Snowfall, FX. Yeah. FX. The best show on FX. That number one show. Yeah. yeah so that's what I'm saying. A million viewers. They don't have to do that to be a success. Um, right. Yeah. Sure. But they will. They will. Yeah, they could. They could. If they do, that's a super success. They should be asking for money, asking them to pay them, and not just pay for production, like break their cash off. But um, other than that, y'all, man, um, Sam, I want to ask you, man, what's your favorite about Euphoria? I heard you talking about that. Um, um I, I really like it so far. I think that, like, Darrell, we came up with you know, The Wire and Breaking Bad and, like, these shows where the people who are doing bad things, and, I mean, we can even go further than that, Travis. There are, you know, we have our Magnetos and our Dr. Dooms who are just these charismatic villains um, who we root for because of their charisma. And Euphoria is the first time in a long time, Darrell, where I hate the antagonist. Like, absolutely hate the antagonist to the point where I realize he's human and he's working through things, and I don't care. I want Nate to die. Like, they're, they're doing a good job with that. I think that even though it's, uh, it's hyper-textualized and there is, like, some hyperbole really going on, I think the stories they're telling, I can relate to a lot of them. I get a lot of what they're saying. Like, I understand why McKay has this pressure on himself. I understand why his girlfriend falls in love with every guy she meets. Like, I get why Rue clings to Jules. Like, I really do like this show. And did you more, say like, what's up, did you say it was over over textualized or sexualized? It's hyper. Well, it's hyper sexualized too. I've never seen so many dicks on screen in my life. Um, well, but you did say textualized first. Yeah, like it's they they do things that can't really happen but could also happen. Like they go with the extreme in so many scenarios. But I really like it so far. Like I, I really do and I think that like this is my like Spider Man, uh what was that? Spider Man Homecoming, you know, I'm thirty three. That's my first exposure to Zendaya. But I totally get why she's a star. And like why she's the one that like survived I had uh Disney generation. Well, She's really well, good. I was, I was listening to to Brandon and uh, uh, his podcast, the Watch Some Series podcast, to their um, uh, uh, Far From Home review since I, I saw it Monday. I went and listened to their review. And he was saying, you know, they went away from the Mary Jane, the Mary Jane character who's like a model and a star, a star pop star or whatever of it. But she could have done that because she is that. That was like she's gorgeous. 
Have you seen like her made up pictures? And I was like, wow, she's like completely like the character that they made in this MJ is like the fact that she's playing it like that, coming where she came from, and you would believe it's her. You would believe she's naturally that person, um, and she kind of plays a similar, like almost asexual character on Euphoria, even though she's very much like has people she's attracted to, but just uh, so she's in that. She's the star of that show. Yeah. So, oh. Okay. Yeah, it's um she she's been fun to watch. Like my first exposure to her kind of playing this character, but she she's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, but like my first exposure to her was watching Homecoming, which I watched a week ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, she's new to me as well. I mean, I've known her in the culture and seen her around. And I remember when she got cast, the, you know, there was some hubbub about, yeah, we're going to play I like her range. Fire but she's fine. Like you like what? I like the range, how she act, like, the character from Euphoria is totally different from, you know, Spider-Man and stuff like that. So <laughs> She's really good. Um, yeah, I think they like they found a bunch of talented kids for this. And, you, you know, I'm getting to the age where, like, I don't know the young kid actors, but they are, they are really good. That's a really good ensemble cast. To be so young, especially. You say, girl? girl? Is Jew is a real girl in real life? The girl who plays. I'm, I'm listening. I'm waiting for you to finish. Is the girl in Jewels a real girl? Oh, in she's real life? transgender. On the show, she's, she's a, transgender. She's transgender. Oh, so she's yeah, a real. Yeah, I don't know if you, do you stick around to watch the uh, like the post shows? No, I don't. The one where they kind of where they talked about her having to go to the uh, like the Spike Eval Center. She was on the end of that. Yeah, she's she's a transgendered actress, and so like yeah, she's she's like wow. I can relate to a lot of these experiences she's going through. So yeah. Wow. It, wow. Yeah, they're they're doing some. This is the, probably the most like forward thinking show that I've seen because it doesn't seem exploitative because these people all seem to exist in a real ecosystem. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. They're killing each other. They're killing like a triple uh, Olympic slam. Like they're killing each other. Wait, see, Travis, that don't get you into uh, into the match. Oh. I don't know. Oh. What yeah, that was ugly. <laughs> the thing he wears a mouthpiece. Gee, I got a great. question for you guys, man. What's up? Now. When it comes to bringing in the undisputed era, should you just bring shooting. If you want to really make a star, should you shoot them in and let them come in and just win out, break shop, win all the titles, and get like a six month run, get the titles? I don't think so. It, I, it's so case by case, man. Like I, I think some people that it works for, like I think Goldberg should have done that, but that's because he was already kind of that. You know, like it really does, like. I thought they dropped the ball with, uh, not dropped the ball. I thought Carlito beating John Cena coming into the company was a big deal, but that should have counted for more. Oh, his fingers are gone. Roddy. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Oh my God. Yo. 
Yeah. I'll see it. She should be illegal. This shit should, the bell should ring, and instead of tap, Roddy getting the the, the, the tap out law, he should get the fucking win by DQ. Fuck that, man. They need to ban that shit. What is that? Stop it. What, you talking about the breaking fingers? Yeah, man. What the fuck? Why don't you just allow eye gouging and shit? I don't know. If they Travis, told a better story they have with back it, breakers. it's the same thing. You know, it's breaking your grip, so if you got a submission hold, you can't you can't grab me. Oh, yeah, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's good. Oh shit, here comes over. Yeah, creeping in. What are you gonna do? Saying what's up? But man, I'm gonna let y'all go, man, because you know y'all can get to close the show early or something. <laughs> you have a great evening. Yeah, man. What's you up, guys? Here? Have a great evening too, man. Oh yeah, one thing. Oh, I'm coming to Austin, yeah. man, in um in November. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna be there for like hey, five man. days, man. One day I'll get up with y'all, man. Come on. Absolutely. Take y'all out to eat or something. You know what I'm saying? You just tell me where to go. I went y'all want to go back there. You can see y'all want to eat, though, since I ain't get my damn burger. Yeah, man, but I keep y'all informed, but I know I'm coming for real. So, because that'll be a few weeks after I go to Vegas. So, um, I wouldn't mind seeing you guys, man. I'm going to hang out with you guys for a minute. Go. All right, talk y'all. To you, man. Well, All right, man. talk to you. Real quick before we get out of here, did you watch that Smackville? Because I did not. No. Like, I'm looking at the, the preview now, like, no. Bad. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of it. Like, what? That's right. Because Shahid was like, hey, in the chat, group chat, like, I'm watching Smackville. And that was it. He didn't say, like, Oh shit! This happened on Smackville. It just was watching Smackville, and I guess nothing of note happened that he cared enough cared to share. Didn't care, you know. So, all right. Can well, that does it. That does it for us here this week. Um, appreciate everybody's time and energy and calls and emails and uh, reaching out, reaching in. Uh, thank you, Cam, as always, for another week of your your co-hosting ship. Uh, VIP starts in uh, as soon as we end this here. If you're if you're listening on on delay, uh, but free folks, if you're listening to this live or on delay, it's over for you. This is the end of the line. Uh, if you are VIP, click over. Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of content. We'll uh, we'll talk. Um, I'll talk a little far from home since I finally saw that. It's been a few weeks. We could spoil that and. Probably maybe the Naomi comic book, whatever he wants to talk about wrestling-wise. So, until next time, that's Cameron, I'm Travis, and we're out. Later. <laughs>